the truth of consciousness. You're invited into a world of logical patterns woven from words. You're invited into this world. It's the world of my inquiry. So all around you, you find the fruits of my inquiry as I've transformed my doubt into something inspirational, into something I hope you experience as beautiful. And you'll also perhaps feel the playfulness of the Gene Keys as a logical system that doesn't take itself seriously, that frequently plays with paradox. Because I feel the truth beneath and between the words, I just cannot take the system seriously. And so I feel obliged to keep pointing this out to everyone who comes to this wisdom. Let's not get caught up too much in terminology, in labels, in profiles, in processes. Let's just allow it to flow through. That's what I'm constantly saying. It's a transmission. It's a stream of truth that has nothing to do with the words and concepts. It's a structure in which the magic of transformation is invited to occur. And this is what makes life so interesting. That truth can't and won't ever be pinned down. No one will ever be able to put it into words. All the greatest teachings attest to this. I mean, the Tao Te Ching, one of the greatest pearls of wisdom ever, begins with the words, the Tao that can be spoken of is not the true Tao. I mean, don't you love that? Don't you love that? This is Infants on Thrones. Baby steps. Who wants someone to preach to? The philosophies of men. I like magical toys. Who wants religion? Mingled with humor. I don't believe in them. There will be many willing to preach to you the philosophies of men mingled with humor. We are evolving. Baby steps. You can buy in this world of money. the good in everything look for the people who will set your soul free it always seems impossible until it's done look for the good in everyone welcome back to infants on thrones i'm glenn ostland and this is episode 782 Finally, finally, the one true truth. And I know it's, it's a long time coming, but finally, Infants on Thrones, we've got it, ready to present it to the world today on my birthday. Yes, today's my birthday. And so as a gift to myself, I wrote a little something that I want to share with all of you. And I wrote this today as I was sitting on my, in my bathtub as I normally do take a bath and get ideas and start writing and so this is the one true truth here we go I grew up in a religion that taught me that there was one true truth one true truth that had been revealed directly from God to a prophet and then through that prophet to us or at least to those of us who would listen and accept the truthfulness of this one true truth. One true truth that brings with it not only salvation in this life and the next, but exaltation as well. 
exaltation on the path to Godhood. A one true truth with an eternal perspective that can reveal everything we need to know about God's work and glory, which is to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. Yes, I grew up believing that I had the one true truth, and it basically boiled down to this. We are right, and everyone else is wrong. People who do not understand God the way that we understand God are wrong. People who go water skiing on Sundays are wrong. People who think baptism can be done by sprinkling instead of immersion are wrong. People who drink coffee are wrong. People who think that the Book of Mormon and the Bible are not literally true, as long as they're translated correctly, are wrong. Etc., etc. The list of specifics could go on and on. But the impact that all of these ideas and beliefs had on my adolescent mind is that difference is not just difference, it's wrong. Well, maybe not wrong. The word that they often used was unworthy, without worth, worthless. That's right. When you get right down to it, the one true truth that I was taught over and over again in all different flavors, shapes, and sizes as I was growing up in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is that God loves everyone, yeah, sure, but difference is wrong, and wrongness robs you of your worth. And, oh yeah, calling them Mormons instead of members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, well, apparently God has said that that's now wrong too. So, don't be wrong. Don't be worthless. Don't be different. But we can't really help being different, can we? I mean, some people are able to keep their differences safely within the boundaries of what's accepted by the group. But others of us, we actually thrive by exploring those things that make us different. Some of us thrive by pushing against those social norms, kind of like the way a butterfly pushes against and ultimately breaks out of its cocoon. Even though we end up struggling to learn how to use these new, strange wing things that we didn't have before, and didn't even realize that we had the potential of growing from inside of us all along. But the one true truth that I was taught of the Mormon Church is that many people seek for God and speak of Him with their lips, but their hearts are far from Him. The subtext here is that our hearts should be near God, our hearts should be connected to God. But how can that happen when differences mean wrongness, when differences can destroy a person's worth? Or at least, the way that I perceive difference can distort the worth of someone else within my own mind with the way that I feel about them, or even the way that I feel about myself. Which is why I ultimately left the Mormon Church. The church that played a major role in forming me and the way that I see the world. And may also have played a major role in forming you and how you see the world. So, I hope that you'll forgive me for what I'm about to say next, because I have discovered the real one true truth. Yeah, that's right. It's true. I know, I know. 
it's all just bullshit and no one can really know everything. There's no such thing as one true truth, right? At least not one that any of us knows. Except that whether we know it or not, it really does exist. Except that you actually just heard it. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it now. And don't worry, your worth does not depend on whether you agree with what I'm about to say or not. In fact, as far as I'm concerned, I find far more worth in people who disagree with me and tell me why they disagree with me than people who just nod and smile and say, yeah, me too, that was great. Because those differences of opinion, that contrast in what other people think and feel as compared to what I think and feel, that's really the best way that I've discovered to figure out who I am and what I think and what I feel and what I want in this life. And you know what I want in this life? I want peace. I want inner peace for me. I want outer peace for everybody else. Yes, I want world peace. And I've never even competed in a beauty pageant. So how can I create that peace in myself? What can I do? It means that I need to dissolve anything within myself that disrupts that inner peace. Any lies that I believed, any misjudgments that I've made, every single fiction that I've ever heard or created that blocks me from feeling peace. Any way of viewing reality that makes it something other than what it actually is. And there are layers upon layers of all of this distorted stuff inside of me, inside of my mind, inside of my psyche. And I want to dissolve it all, to transmute whatever is opaque into something that is transparent, the alchemy of mind. Anything and everything that exists as a neural pathway in my brain, a bird's nest of filters that obstruct and distort truth. Because there truly is only one true truth. Only one truth that is complete and whole. Only one truth that is pure. Only one truth that can neither be rejected nor denied. There's only one true, complete, unpolluted truth that can never be improved upon, never be corrected or updated by new discoveries that yield new, better data, because the very possibility of discovery which yields new and better data is a foundational bedrock of this one true truth. If it were not possible to discover new, previously unknown things, this one true truth would not be true. The discovery of new things is, of course, not the same thing as the creation of new things. DNA, for example, clearly existed within the nucleus of every cell in every living thing long before any human could ever even imagine the possibility of something like DNA, let alone discover it. And we're still scratching the surface on what that is, how it's formed and how it's shaped as it interacts with the environment and the changes around us over time. This one true truth is what makes it possible to learn, to grow, to discover things that we have otherwise been ignorant of. Aspects of reality that we are simply unaware of and blind to, until we're not. This one true truth motivates all scientific inquiry, all religious and spiritual inquiry, all pseudoscientific inquiry. Yes, that's what I previously said. This one true truth is the root cause of all of the pain and fear in this world. All of the anxiety and suffering in our minds. All of the shame, guilt, and anger in our hearts. 
It's a truth that's easy to see in everyone else, but not always so easy to see in ourselves, and not always so pleasant to accept once we do. Now, I could tell you that this one true truth is that no matter what you think you know, you really don't know anything. But that would not be a completely accurate or true representation of this one true truth, because you do know what you know, obviously. It's just that when you compare everything that you know against everything that there is to know that you don't know, well, statistically speaking, what you know is about as close to nothing as you could actually get without it being nothing. To put it in mathematical terms, what is the percentage of things that you do know compared to the things that you do not know? You remember how to make a percentage, right? It's a fraction with a numerator on top and a denominator below. So if I have a large chocolate cake and I cut it into 10 thin slices and I give you one slice, that's one over 10 or 10% of the whole chocolate cake. So put everything that you know as the numerator up on top and let's call that X. And then put everything that you do not know as the denominator and call that Y. So. What number do you think, what percentage would accurately represent what you actually truly know, for sure, without any mistakes or margins of error, compared with everything else that you do not know? Once again, keep in mind that what you do not know includes things that really do exist. You simply are unaware of them. And keep in mind that existence itself is infinitely expanding at a rate that, well, we simply cannot know because the chocolate cake of our universe is constantly expanding. Stars are constantly forming and dying. Galaxies and solar systems are breeding grounds for forms of existence that we can barely even begin to imagine. There is more that you don't know than what you do know. Much more. It's not even close, actually. Now, if I ever forget this one true truth, that what I know is only a fraction of everything that there is to know, and anything that I currently do not know could fundamentally change everything that I do know, if I forget this, then I run the risk of building rigid, opaque, dogmatic fictions that distort reality and make me feel that different is wrong and wrong is unworthy. And I've already been there. I've done that. That's not where I want to be anymore. And today is my birthday. I am 50 years old today. Kind of. I mean, the average lifespan of every cell in my body is about seven years. And the atoms that make up those cells, well, they were created in the sun. Either this sun that's at the center of our solar system or a sun from some other galaxy somewhere far away. And who knows how many of those atoms existed even before this Earth was formed over 4.8 billion years ago. And then, of course, the subatomic energy that forms those atoms, well, that's the same subatomic energy that emerged from the Big Bang 13.8 billion years ago and creates everything that we experience as space and time. So who knows how old any of that actually is? And all of those things working together in really interesting and complicated ways that I can barely understand, all of that is what makes the me that is turning 50 today. And it's also the same thing that is working together that makes you, you. We have all grown out of this same 
energy. We've all grown out of the same solar system. We've all grown out of the same planet. We're like trees that have emerged from the soil that know how to walk and think and act. And I hardly know the first thing about any of it. But I do know that we all experience it differently. I know that we think thoughts and feel feelings and that pain and suffering is mixed in with all of the peace and joy of human existence. I know that the thoughts that I think influence the feelings that I feel and that the feelings that I feel influence the thoughts that I think and that most of those are unconscious neural processes operating outside of my awareness but that this brain of mine has evolved a kind of metacognitive self-awareness where I can be aware that I'm aware and even be aware that I'm aware that I'm aware at least aware that I'm aware of a fraction of my thoughts and feelings as well as a fraction of everything else that exists within the fabric of space and time and I know that I can increase that metacognitive ability to focus and be aware and that as I do this I'll get better at getting out of my own way when it comes to letting go of all of the fictions that I've clung to in my mind as if they were pure complete unalterable truths and I've come a long way in my 50 years to become aware of this and I've got a lot of work to do in the time that I have left to try to get to this place where I really can create peace in any situation the ultimate birthday gift wouldn't you say so happy birthday to me to whatever this 50-year-old consciousness is that has been formed by the interconnectedness of all things that are. Thank you for sharing this day with me. Thank you for sharing my thoughts with me. Chocolate cake for everyone. And now a little song sung to me by my brother. Thank you, brother. I only know a fraction of you too, don't I? I love you. and despair people dying everywhere happy birthday huh. happy birthday huh. may the cities in your wake burn like candles on your cake happy birthday your servants steal your wife's untrue your children plot to murder you. Happy birthday. Huh. They stole your sword, your gold, your house. They took your sheep, but not your spouse. Happy birthday. This one lesson you must learn. First you plunder, then you burn. Happy birthday. Indigestion's what you get from the enemies you et. May the children in your street be your barbecuing meat. Children dying far and near. They say that cancer's caused by beer. Typhoid plague and polio. Coffins lined up in a row. Pestilences struck your town. You yourself feel quite run down. Happy birthday. So you've aged another year. Now you know that death is near. 
When you've reached this age, you know that the mind is first to go. See the wrinkles on your face like the pattern of fine lace. Soon your hair will all turn gray, then fall out or so they say. Now you are the age you are. Your demise cannot be far. Birthdays come but once a year. Making time as death draws near. Now another year is past. Don't look now, they're going fast. It's your birthday, never fear. You could be dead this time next year. Happy birthday. Ha! Down the weapons that you use against yourself. You don't need them anymore. Hey there, thanks for listening all the way to the end. Now, I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I have more to say about this topic, and I'm going to do that with a follow up behind the scenes sharing time episode on Patreon. So, if you're in a position where you can throw me a few dollars each month to support the work that I put into creating this podcast, please come and support me on Patreon where you'll also get access to additional content. Did you know that I also create sharing time episodes that are available only to Patreon subscribers? I've been doing that for a few years, so there's a lot of content there that you can have access to. So please come and support this podcast if you can. I greatly appreciate it. Hi, this is Hillary, Matthew, Ryan, Carol, Ashley, and I like to play bingo online while listening to Infants on Thrones. You can comment on this episode on the website, infantsonthrones.com. And if you really like what you hear, give the quorum a five-star rating and write a short review on iTunes. I did. I did. I did. Anyone for the closing prayer? My worst crime is an inside job. Dark thoughts taking over like an inside mob. I tune into the scene between the eyes. And take a breath. Thank you for listening to Infants on Front. I sit still and watch the thoughts flow past me. Never mind the future, never mind what the past be. I like to jump and let the universe catch me. Three, four, watch the beauty blow past me. I keep my pockets like destination in sight. Keep my actions elevated to compassionate heights. I'm walking past the fight, laying down on such a night. Choosing love when I pick up this mic.